Team Awesome is back. That's right. Thanks, Varian, and welcome back to Tangle Talk with Team Awesome. First and foremost, we'd like to wholeheartedly apologize to all of you, not that we've done anything wrong, but the hiatus continues. We have word that we are not getting any new episodes in December either, so we are finishing out 2018 with no new Tangled. Uh, Boo. Sad. The long winter will continue. The long winter, which started in the summer, will continue. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) But the good news is that maybe we'll be getting some in January in the new year. Um, And just so you guys know, uh, Chris Sonnenberg is right there with us. He doesn't know either, or if he knows, he can't say, but most of the crew don't know. Asking the crew is pointless because they don't know. all they, they really, do, really don't, guys. Yeah, all they can do is they can verify that this is the mid-season, that there's lots more season two to come, and there's all of season three to go, but they don't know when it's coming back. None of them do. So, yeah. No point in asking them, really. But the good news is that we've been getting a lot more information on Kingdom Hearts 3 and a lot more information on the Tangled section of Kingdom Hearts 3. Mandy Moore, Zachary Levi, and Donna Murphy have all been confirmed to reprise their roles in the game is due to release on January 29th, 2019. And there has been a lot of footage and stills that have been released recently of the Tangled scenes in the game. So I'm personally, I'm a big Kingdom Hearts fan. I'm getting hyped. Um, I personally, I played one and two and Chain of Memories. I didn't play anything that didn't have Sora in it on account of not having the money to buy a new console and new video games and all that kind of stuff. But um, I have been appraised of what's been going on, and I'm very excited for 3. I won't be playing 3 either, but for the first time ever, ever I'll actually be watching a video game playthrough. So, oh, fun. Yay. I'm you could also just come over to my house. Yeah, that's a really short drive, Ellie. It's I'll stream, really short. I'll stream it on Twitch. It's fine. You can watch it through there. I'm not going to be very good at oh, it. Yay. But. If you stream it on Twitch, I'm going to be yelling at you because I'm, like, really good at, like, being the navigator in video games. Like, I remember the map. I mean, when I'm playing myself, I'm very focused. But when I'm not playing myself, I'm really good at looking around and memorizing the map. And I will often sit there with people playing games. I'll be like, nope, you need to turn right. Nope, farther right than that. It's just like, so if you stream it on Twitch, I'll be like, no, Kelsey, it's over there. Go over there. (laughs) Sounds good. Okay, so we're going to kick off our continuation of Season 1 recap, um, and I'm going to remind you folks that these episodes are being done in production order, not in airing order. I don't think we presently have anything on the docket that's out of airing order, but we're actually fast coming up to the episodes that will no longer be in the order that they were aired in the U.S. Okay, so we're starting up with Challenge of the Brave, and we warned you all that we have a lot to say about Challenge of the Brave, because all three of us look back on Challenge of the Brave with great anger and resentment. What do you mean? It's definitely my favorite episode. No, I can't even finish that sentence. It has, like, so really, bad. really good parts, and then it just has really, really, really bad parts. See, no, right there with you. So I'm going to actually start off with something, like, good. Eugene is amazing in this episode. <laughs> yep, I really yeah. love him in this episode. Um, with him and Pascal doing all of the being just sports fans, that is hysterically funny. <laughs> and also, he's such a freaking good boyfriend. At first, he was really worried about Rapunzel, and as soon as he saw that he, she could do it, he completely 100% was backing her up. You know, it's like, okay, never mind. All worries are unfounded. Go, girlfriend. 
And, <laughs> and he's telling other people that that's his girlfriend. That killed me. Oh, my God. That's my girlfriend out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love him in this episode. I mean, and even things like when he left his wallet in the stadium and so that he found a really quick way to make money so he could get back in. Like, so super smart. I mean, honestly, I was kind of irritated on his behalf that he got kicked out. It's a freaking sporting event. Don't be so mean just because he's got a freaking horn, you know? Like, let him cheer. (laughs) That part was great, too. (laughs) That stupid horn. (laughs) You know, you know, we get a lot of, like, big soccer stuff going down every time it's soccer season. And every hot time I hear the, what are they called, Vuvuzelas? Uh, Vuvuzela. Anyway, every time I hear those, all I can think about is is Eugene and Pascal in that episode blowing those damn horns. (laughs) Um, But um, Rapunzel is amazing in this episode. Like, honestly, she hasn't been out of the tower that long, and look at how just freaking skilled she is. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, I'll agree with some things like being able to pick up that weight with her hair while using all of that leverage was probably not the least cheaty way to go about that, but no <laughs> one stopped her. So, like, it's not her fault if they didn't stop her. Um, I'm a little bit with Cassandra on that regard, that that she was, like, not wearing shoes during the log roll seemed like, I think a whole thing is you gotta be wearing shoes because you get better traction if you don't have shoes on, so that's kind of, you have an unfair advantage. But that doesn't change the fact that Cassandra was completely out of line in this uh-huh. episode. Like, she had been doing this steady buildup of, like, oh, no, she's not so bad. I kind of like Cass. I'm starting to really like Cassandra. And then this episode happened. It's like, and boom! It Gone. <laughs> and it's like, first of all, I mean, I had it explained to me by Ricky Roxburgh, and I can see it from his point of view when he explained it to me this way, is that Rapunzel isn't just her friend. Rapunzel is also her boss. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. can't exactly tell your boss, no, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh. especially if it's a thing that they technically are allowed to do, just because you don't want them to do it, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess you can do that. Ha ha ha. Okay. You know, but I mean, so I understand why she didn't want to have Rapunzel participate, but I do not understand completely why she didn't tell her and then why she blamed Rapunzel for not realizing it when she didn't tell her. Mm -hmm. It's like, you can't do that. You can't just take this person who like wears all of her emotions on her sleeve and all that kind of stuff. And then be like, I can't believe you didn't notice. It's like you were being subtle and you were going out of your way to hide how you were feeling. So Mm -hmm. that's not cool. And then, like, the absolute ultimate thing that pissed me off was when she deliberately hit her weapon. She sent her into that arena unarmed. Mm -hmm. And she's supposed to be, like, helping protect her. And she's like, oh, no, I think I'm going to send you into a fight with a huge brutish man and all these other thugs. And you have no weapons on you. Like, what was her goal there? Like, (laughs) to get her hurt? Like, I think it was to put her at a disadvantage because you're obviously allowed to pick up any other weapon you find, Mm -hmm. but she did not go in with her weapon of choice. So that put her at a Mm -hmm. disadvantage. But even so it's like, dude, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. And then like, and then 
when Rapunzel apologized, my heart broke because, <sighs> like, she had to go through the whole thing about, like, you have no idea how much I respect you and all this kind of stuff. And Rapunzel has spent her entire life being bullied and pushed down by Gothel. And then, like, when, I mean, it reminds me of in What the Hair, how she tells Eugene, I love you more than you'll ever know. And it's like oh. she, Rapunzel genuinely thinks that people do not understand how much she loves them mm-hmm. because she found out that the woman who was supposed to be her mother didn't even really like her, you know? Mm-hmm. And so she's constantly under this impression that people do not understand how much she loves them. And so to hear her have to reiterate this to Cassandra, I was just like, my heart broke for her. Mm-hmm. And she poured that heart yeah. and she apologizes. And I guess Cass letting her finally hug her was supposed to be Cassandra's apology, but that wasn't good enough for me. Because Cassandra never actually said sorry for doing this. And that made me just so freaking angry. Like, dude, that's not cool. And I'm not okay with this. Um, So, yeah, that is my gigantic freaking rant on this episode. Um, I mean, it had fun stuff, and I actually don't dislike the episode as a whole. But every time I watch it, I get mad at Cass all over again. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that mm-hmm. now I don't get as mad as I used to because I can see how far we've come. But I still go back to, I can't believe you did that, you know? Yeah. So I think the whole thing yeah. for me is just that, like, if, if I'm thinking about it now, I'm like, the whole episode, I'm like, yeah, Cass, you're really annoying. But it's the apology that just really, like, pisses me off. <laughs> and then Rapunzel apologizing so hard. And frankly, I don't feel like Rapunzel had anything to apologize for because she did not have all of the pertinent information. The pertinent mm-hmm. information being that Cassandra didn't want her there. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So it's like, so now you're apologizing for existing, basically. And mm-hmm. just, no, I am not okay with that. You Everyone know? in this show has communication issues and they need to they be do. fixed. <laughs> Oh my god, they do. It still astounds me that Eugene is the best person at communicating Uh when he's the dude who doesn't do backstory. You know? Mm -hmm. I just... That thrills me. Like, no end. I love how much that's the case. That he is the most willing to talk, the most willing to listen. I mean, I cannot wait until we get his backstory episode because I cannot wait to see these floodgates. You know? Uh (laughs) It's gonna break my heart. Like I honestly, oh, it's I, gonna be so good. I watched Vigo the Visionary, and I watched how he reacted to angry finding, quote unquote, her family, even though it was you know a lie. But I re- I watched how he reacts to that, and part of me sees like, re- not remorse and not even jealousy, but all of a sudden he's like remembering how badly he wanted his family to find him when he was a kid, mm-hmm. and yeah. he never got that. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, oh, Eugene, where's your backstory? Especially mm-hmm. because that's the episode where Vigor is like, I mean, we get the huge hint that Vigor knows something about him, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And he has all the Dark Prince Eugene what evidence. do you know, monkey? <laughs> I was just watching that episode and I was like, he knows something. There you go. But, um, but, I mean, the fact that the subtle message in that episode is, Eugene and his family and his past and Mm -hmm. you just it's so subtle but it's there like I know that they like to place foreshadowing in episodes but oftentimes the foreshadowing is something we can't see until we have seen where it's going and then we go back and we rewatch it like oh that's where it was going Mm -hmm. like it's one of those episodes where you can tell what it's hinting at while you're watching it (laughs) so (laughs) 
Okay. Yeah, well, hi. It's Ellie over here. I'm going slowly insane because I haven't gotten any new evidence and I just have to keep <laughs> pouring over what I already have. Hey, and it's what? making Honestly, me lose my sanity. I was talking to Kelsey about this earlier and I realized that part of the thing with this hiatus is that we are now at the point where we know that they're not waiting for Mercury to catch up. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, there does not seem to be any reason for the length of this hiatus. It's just going on forever and we yeah. don't know why and so i think that part of the problem is because it's like if you have the break between seasons you know that mercury is busy catching yeah. up on stuff yeah, and it's yeah. expected you're expecting that and when we had the season the mid-season one break it wasn't that long and we knew that mercury was catching up mm-hmm. but we're now at the point where like it's been months and we know you guys have finished episodes that you're not showing us mm-hmm. and yeah. so part of what's making this one so hard is knowing that they're holding out. And I don't mean Chris and I don't mean the crew. I mean the execs. Uh-huh. I mean the network. They're the ones holding yeah. out on us. And it's driving me a little bit batty. I mean, <laughs> like, I'll have days, I'm literally, guys, there are days where I am weepy over just thinking about things like how wonderful New Dream is. <laughs> or, like, thinking about how there's a lot of the crew who's no longer on the show simply because their part is done. Uh-huh. Like, Mm-hmm. The writing is done. The writers aren't on that show anymore. The writers have all gone to on, gone on to new projects. Um, I know that Kate Ritter, she's boarding the finale right now. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, so like bit by bit, all of the pre-production stuff is like getting chipped away. And mm-hmm. the fact that we're not getting any new episodes in the meantime, it has this strange, surreal sense of finality, even though I know we've got a long way to go before we get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, I just, I went off on a crazy ass tangent, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I think that that's part of the reason why this particular hiatus is so difficult for us is because it's just long and seems pointless. And yeah. it seems pointless while we're also like we're not getting merch we're not getting books uh there's no like inside the journals there's no shorts there's like there's nothing like i think the next thing that we know for a fact we're getting is we're getting the third installment of the second comic series in december yeah so Mm -hmm. we're gonna get that kind of soon and i bet it says something about gentiri because they're like totally pushing the gentiri angle now but um, but other than that, it's like, since we're getting like nothing new, except for the occasional teasers from like the cast, when they're like, oh, I'm recording today. Like, like that video of Mandy, where she oh was getting it. Of Mandy Moore, she was recording like a song and there was no audio on it. So we didn't hear any of the song, but we saw her absolutely grooving in the recording booth and like gesticulating really hard and enunciating and being powerful. And I'm like, I want to hear that song. (laughs) That's an amazing looking song. I don't know what it is, but it's going to be, it's going to go harder than ready as I'll ever be. I'm calling it now. (laughs) I also, I wonder if that is Mandy's part to the, Oh, the big song. Yeah. Cause that ladder song, the ladder ladder song. song. (laughs) That's what we should call it. It was the latter song, but yeah. I mean, but yeah, so it's like our, our big problem is that we are getting nothing to tide us over basically. Mm-hmm. And so we're having to rely on our own crazy brain concoctions <laughs> while we wait. And it's nuts. So yeah. anyway, it's like, 
it's you know for other hiatuses it was like well we it they were short enough and we had gotten enough stuff that like we were able to you know mm-hmm. still yeah. have stuff to talk about when it started up again but like even though we got 10 episodes in a row it's like we've already poured over like everything mm-hmm. yeah and now we have also, nothing now and like hasn't the hiatus now lasted longer than the 10 episodes yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so yeah, it first aired in June. Yeah, it stopped yeah. in August. Was the last one? Yeah. It's Pancake Day. So, was the last. Yeah, one. yeah. So, so now that we're in mid-November, we have now gone longer without episodes than we did with episodes, and so it's starting to wear on us. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like because last time, like you were saying, we had inside the journals last time. Mm-hmm. We had yep. like. We were around now getting, like, the trailers for um, for Queen for a Day, which, by the way, guys, the anniversary for Queen for a Day is on the 19th. I hope this airs by the 19th. But We, um, got, the, we got the trailers for Queen for a Day, like, a year today. You guys yeah. looking at all my Facebook yeah. memories. I was like, oh, look, previews. <laughs> yeah, oh. so it's like we were getting the, uh, the trailers for Queen for a Day. We were getting, like, the songs. Remember when they used to, like, actually show us the songs in advance mm-hmm. and, like, oh, release the so songs good. on iTunes and stuff? Mm-hmm. And, oh, gosh, I just, I want the songs. I want all this stuff that they're, like, not giving us and it's driving me bonkers. <laughs> yep. Yes. Okay, so... Cassandra v. Eugene. <laughs> Back on topic. <laughs> so I will give cast credit that this episode kind of started making me. I mean, I wasn't, I walked into this one still furious with her. Mm-hmm. And so this mm-hmm. one kind of helped temper it a little bit. Um, not a ton, but a little bit. But first of all, Rapunzel in this episode is absolutely hysterically adorable. Like, her diabolical cookie laugh is just, like, <laughs> I can't even with her. She locks him in a cell, and she walks away cackling, and she returns with cookies, all cheerful and cute. Mm-hmm. And just, uh, uh. And I will tell you guys this, those X and Y cookies are delicious because I made them, and, like, <laughs> everybody I give them to is like, oh, my God, these are so good. So, like, yeah, they're just, they're double chocolate chip cookies, just so you know. Maybe was- it's a... I was about to say, oh, yeah, they are delicious. And then I'm like, wait, I didn't have one. <laughs> you had, I only you had, had cookie. No, I only had the lemon cookie. You didn't have a green cookie at the house? Huh? I could have sw- sworn I gave you one of the truth serum cookies. Oh, I think I might have had one of those, too. I think you had, I think you had each of those because I had a couple broken but, lemon ones. Gave you a broken yeah, lemon I, didn't, one. I didn't have any of the X and Y cookies. But, but they are delicious, and the crew can attest to the fact that they are delicious, and, like, people who live in New York can attest to the fact that they are delicious. <laughs> people who don't really like cookies all that much say they're delicious. So, guys, they're delicious. Um, Every time I think of those cookies, I think of Eugene when he goes, what are we, 12? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so good. He's such a goober. I love him. The funny thing is that because of him, I have to describe them as delicious X and Y cookies because <laughs> yeah. that's what he says. They're delicious X and, X and Y cookies. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so Rapunzel was adorable in that. And also her little, like, she goes into her room and she just dances around because it's silent and there's no arguing. And then she, like, proceeds to take up the afternoon doing, like, so many hobbies, including knitting those sweaters oh, with yeah. the letters on them. That's the sweater episode. 
It's Put been a while. I gotta rewatch these. <laughs> Put them in the sweaters, <laughs> please. In the sweaters. There's some fan art of them wearing them, and it's yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, adorable. So great. I think that's one of my favorite artists too. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one was actually a bit of a bombshell because this is the episode where we found out that Cassandra is an orphan and was adopted by the captain. Um, I that remember was such a big shock. I remember watching the episode and being like, "What?" Uh huh. I was like. <laughs> Wait, what the? All right. <laughs> I also I really like how Eugene knows this about her, and so he just casually tries to bond with her about it. And like I remember because I think honestly I think it's because I was already mad at her that when she first refused to talk to him about it, I got even madder at her. I'm mm-hmm. like, come on, he coughed it up, you cough it up. But now I'm like, you know, no, she has every right to not tell him if she doesn't feel like it, you know? Mm-hmm. But also, quite frankly, I have always, since the very first time I saw the episode, felt like her re- her answer was like a fib. Yeah. Like, she says mm-hmm. she doesn't remember anything about her past and I don't really believe her, you know? Yeah. This is I mean, the first hint of um, Eugene's backstory that we got. Just a little it, bit. Just a little bit. Wasn't wait, I wasn't ready for that. I was like, oh my God. It was so sad. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I still maintain that I'm pretty sure that Lance is the one who got him to stop sitting sadly on the porch waiting for his parents and oh. do something. Like, <laughs> probably. I straight up think that that's the mm-hmm. case. Um, but like, so yeah, so the whole Cassandra thing was like a huge shock. And it was also really nice because this was the first hint of an actual like familial relationship we saw between Cassandra and the captain that was in this episode. Mm-hmm. Cause previously it was like, Oh, she's his daughter, but he's so like strict and professional with her. It's weird. And then in this episode, because you know, she got kidnapped all of a sudden he like turned into dad instead of into the captain. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of really nice to see. Um, mm-hmm. Also this is the return of the Stabbington brothers. And uh, yes. it was a shock. Mm-hmm. Like, that, I was like, I was so excited about that. Oh my gosh! Like, holy crap! I was like, Oh my god, they're bringing them back! Ah, ah, ah. Um, also, this is the introduction of Eugene's comb, mm-hmm. which I honestly I didn't think the comb would be important later. So when it showed up again, I was like, It's the comb! <laughs> and now it's like always there when angry is, and I love that. Yep. Um, also, this was the very beginning of an inkling that Cassandra and Eugene are actually capable of getting along and not working together because we saw in Tangle Before Ever After that they can work together. We saw that during the fight. But this is the yeah. first time we saw a hint of them getting along, like when they were like ribbing the dude in the cell across from them and they were just being all chummy about that. So it was like, oh, good. We actually are seeing a hint of this friendship that is, you know, obviously going to happen because that's that's the dynamic that you can see coming a mile away. Mm-hmm. But this is where you actually start to see some of it. And I really appreciated that about it. Um, however, them fighting over the Jack is to the date, one of my favorite scenes in the entire <laughs> series. Because yep. Eugene is making such fantastic faces. Well, he's like mocking her and what she would say if she were him, except mm-hmm. like completely turning her words around on her. And I don't like Eugene because what was it? He's he's smarter, has better teeth, and doesn't use the word vol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, 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 his expressions for each of those is just so great, and I love it. And oh, by the way, this is the same episode where he was shaving with her halberd. 
Oh, yes. At the beginning of the episode. And so we got not only, you know, first, I didn't touch your halberd. Second, what is a halberd? <laughs> and then also him talking about what a close shave he got using the halberd. And I'm just like, oh, my God, so dude, just... a baby's bottom. <laughs> this is a baby's bottom. But it was you just sharpen your razors, for God's sake. You realize that it was so close because she sharpens her weapons. Sharpen your razors. He's learning. Okay? Also, Eugene, uh, can't you just pay someone to do that like or just get it for free you live in a castle like if you're so worried about it you know and you, you know don't what? have sharp razors actually... just get someone else to do it for you <laughs> that's dumb. true like well here's the thing is i bet that his razors are sharpened regularly but uh-huh. i also bet that they are not sharpened to the same extent that cassandra sharpens her weapons <laughs> probably yes but just then just you know just kindly ask Cass, like hey can you sharpen my razors for me? <laughs> okay, at this point in the series, Maybe. the answer is no. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but still, I just want them to get along. They are getting, getting along. They're getting I know. <laughs> but yes, honestly, like, but what you're saying right now is just, it's so reminiscent of how I was feeling when the episode came out. It's like, come on, guys. Mm-hmm. Just get along, guys. Oh, and then also at the end of the episode, we saw that she, you know, glued the pot back together. I'm sorry, the vase back together. Um, So it's like that was another indication that they are capable of getting along, you know? And so it's like, I was was very pleased to see that this this can actually work and they're not going to constantly be at each other's throats. And I also like how bickering just kind of became their friendly banter. Mm -hmm. Like, to the point where, like, people were... All the way up to like quest for Varian, people are like, I wish they'd stop fighting. I'm like, they're not fighting. This is just they're just friendly. <laughs> they're just banter. friends. This is they're, what you get. It's fine. <laughs> this is just how they talk to each other now that they're friends, you know? It's like if they stopped doing that, the other one would be worried. Mm-hmm. So So after this was an episode that was my favorite episode for the longest time. Mm-hmm. The return had- of Strongbow. And it's, oh my god, speaking of promos, did this have the most deceiving promo? Yeah. Oh my god. Man, I'm still salty about so that. Man. They had that, that little black and white clip of the of the little boys, and we're like, oh my god, oh my god, it's baby Eugene. Oh my god. And then it wasn't. And that was, I was so like, dirty. I was so kidding me. <laughs> That was a dirty trick. I specifically I, recall. I recall honestly us being like, "Huh, I've seen both of those boys wandering around town. I guess they're just reusing models to save money." And yeah. like, and this ended up being the episode with the biggest controversial reusing a model to save money incident in the series to date. But, not cool, Tangled. Not cool. But yeah, so this episode yeah. was my favorite for the longest time for so many mm-hmm. reasons. But honestly, the biggest reason is that I have loved Lance from the moment I saw him. <laughs> from the first thing he said, which is, ooh, what is that, caviar? I'm like, no, I love him. He's amazing. <laughs> but like, well, yeah, so it's like it starts out with the eight years earlier thing. And so, yeah, of course, obviously, for money purposes, they couldn't change the character designs. Mm-hmm. But knowing that this is, like, teenage Eugene, it was like, oh, my God. This is amazing. Man. Now I'm mad about that again. I forgot about that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Man. Oh. I didn't mean to bring it up. 
But I mean, no, but it was, it's, it's so, so freaking great. And then we got to see like Ariana in green, which was like amazing because she and Rapunzel both look fantastic in green. Um, I have no bias. Green is not my favorite color. What are you talking about? (laughs) Um, Also, this was the first episode that gave us a scene that was done in a completely different style of animation. And so we had that, that silhouette scene. And that silhouette scene, I love it so much. I'm going to tell you guys something. Making gifts, that silhouette scene is insanely easy to gift because it has such a minimalistic color palette that, like, I can make gifts with way more frames than I can, like, for any other scene. It's, But it's it's told such a good story in silhouette. And, oh, for anybody who doesn't know, that guy that they snuck up on, that guy named Percival, that was Chris who recorded the line. Oh, on really? <laughs> yeah, that's Chris. Um, and you had the whole, like, they tackle that suit of armor, and then they stand up and Eugene fixes his hair, and that was a great scene. And the whole, like, Eugene carrying Lance to prove that his boots aren't squeaking, and... I mean, this whole episode, that whole scene was just freaking amazing. But, like, mm. uh, but like, so we had, like, Lance's actual true introduction. Because he wasn't, like, introduced, introduced, like, he didn't give his name in the preview, or mm-hmm. in the, the flashback. Yeah. But when he, like, snuck up on Rapunzel and Eugene, just to scare Eugene. Like, he was whole, <laughs> the whole point of doing that being all big, lurking form in a cloak was to scare Eugene. And then Rapunzel, like, smacks him upside the head with a jar. And it's just, like, I love that girl so much. Mm-hmm. And just yes. how quickly how quickly she took to Lance because he was Eugene's friend. And I love that about her, that she's just like, nope, I'm giving this dude, like, 15 chances because I love him because Eugene does. <laughs> yeah. um, this was the episode that premiered her nightgown, by the way. Oh, I love that stupid nightgown. <laughs> nightgown so is pretty. so great. So great. Holy crap. Love the nightgown. Um, let's see other awesome things about this episode. Okay, so this is the episode that has the famous scene <laughs> where it's not a threesome. It's not meant to be a threesome. Except we all know it's meant to be a threesome. A threesome. But um, <laughs> I'm so sorry, you guys. I'm so sorry to the crew. I didn't mean temps. I didn't mean for all of us to be such terrible adults with such terrible dirty brains. So I remember, so Neil and I watched this one late at night when it came out. And I, that line totally, I mean, I didn't see it at all. And I'm watching it in bed the next morning, and he's asleep next to me. And I hear that line again, and I'm sitting there, and I go, hold on. <laughs> and I rewinded it, and I said, oh, my God. And I woke Neil up. <laughs> oh. I was like, ah! <laughs> <sighs> But yeah. it's not I a threesome. Love, it's not. I a just threesome. love how like the fandom as one went. What? You know? <laughs> yeah. Like we were all like, we were all pretty much like, I knew it. <laughs> I've been, we've been writing about this for seven years. I knew it. We knew Fitz Herbert. We knew you were like that. <laughs> and they had, and they, they, they knew we knew. So they <laughs> talked about it, and then. I feel like I was talking about it with Ricky and he's like, oh, we, you know, we didn't mean for that to be taken as a threesome. It was just... I remember Ricky actually messaged me. I think this is the first time that Ricky actually messaged me privately about anything. Because, like, he's not on Tumblr. He gets Mm -hmm. on Tumblr and he reads our stuff, but he doesn't have a Tumblr account. 
And so he messaged me on Facebook and he's like, just so you know, I want to clear something up. And I read the whole thing and I was like, oh, geez. <laughs> I guess you were talking to him and you sent it to me and I was like, oh, I'm so geez. ashamed. I'm so ashamed of myself. Oh. However, however, you have to look at on the other angle, Kate, when I was commenting on that, Kate said something to me about like, I can't believe they let that line through. I saw a so couple I, people say that. I was like, no. Like, <laughs> no, it's like, so even if it wasn't what was intended, it's not like they didn't know how it sounded, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, like, yeah, that was, that was pretty spectacular. Um, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, this episode, Eugene spent the whole episode being, like, so done. And I was, like, living for how absolutely irritated he was for the entire freaking episode. <laughs> like, I have never seen him that consistently irritated ever. Like, like that was, like, take Rapunzel and her mood swings in the movie and now amplify that by, like, 500. Mm-hmm. He was so done. And it was so great. Um, let's see. So... I was actually very happy because this was coming off of Challenge of the Brave. Um, that Rapunzel standing up to Cassandra, who was insisting that not only was Lance up to no good, but so was Eugene. Mm-hmm. And so Rapunzel constantly, constantly being like, you know what, I'm going to show you and you'll see and blah, 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 blah. And the yeah. fact that Cass never actually had an I told you so moment, that was all like, really, that did me good. Lots mm-hmm. and lots of good. Um and then uh, it was also great that this is one of the few episodes where Ariana gets a minor spotlight. I mean, mm-hmm. she wasn't used very much in the series, but like she had her whole like she and Eugene were in the scene together and it was just them. And that was kind of amazing because mm-hmm. how many yep. of us have wanted to see the two of them bond because yes. that boy needs a mother. I want you know? more of that. Seriously. Yep. Um, and I, I still, I find it interesting that she chose to straight up lie to Frederick about it. Like, she made her yeah. own judgment call, and she's like, you know, the king doesn't need to know, <laughs> you know? And, because, I mean, that just goes to show that Frederick, especially what we know of him now, he may have flown off the handle if he had fi- fi- found out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, the entire scene after Eugene steals the ring back from Rapunzel is like, comedy gold mm-hmm. like everything from Rapunzel getting Pascal to throw the frying pan to her and then her whipping it around so hard that it goes through the door yeah um Eugene and Lance booking it down the hall and then here comes Cass and Lance is like I'll handle this and Eugene's like she'll destroy you you know what go ahead he's like go ahead I love I love that Lance like smooths out his mustache it's yeah. so cute <laughs> Got his mustache is amazing, oh, and then every single time I have to say it every single time I watch the bit where Eugene is re terrified of Cassandra all over again and he winds up to run from her. I can like palpably feel his tension mm-hmm. as he like, becomes yeah. more terrified, and then he turns around and hits the frying pan so hard that he leaves a face imprint. I mean. This is Tom Rapunzel's like, oh, that's my boyfriend. <laughs> Through the face imprint. Like, Through the face imprint, imprint. That's the best like, part. <laughs> it's amazing. And so it's like, I mean, and I know that that whole scene was Tom Caulfield. And so like, way to go, Tom. That is just, that was the most, 
fantastic scene, mm-hmm. like, ever. That was so good. I really love that scene. I take it back. Eugene and Cassandra in the in the jail cell, no, that is not my favorite scene. <laughs> <laughs> because as soon as I get to this episode, I'm like, no, this whole moment is my favorite scene. <laughs> yes. Um, And then, okay, so then you get to, like, the end of the episode where Eugene gives Rapunzel the little chintzy ring that he bought and he's like just so sad and scared and apologetic and it's, it's like so oh cute. also that, I will say that was the good new dream stuff that I needed yep. I was yeah. like this is what my heart deserves yes. <laughs> yes and I will say that that ring that he gives her looks so much like the ring that Robin Hood gives Marion in, in Robin Hood that I'm like oh, and yes. when I was a little girl I wanted that ring with all my heart Aww. and so now I'm like Eugene just Dave Rapunzel, the ring I've always wanted with all my heart. Oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, that was, that was really good for me on a very personal level. I mean, okay, honestly, and the whole flashback scene, which Ellie pointed out to me was like a callback to Rapunzel realizing she was the lost princess. Mm-hmm. Cause it did the whole, you know, swoop around spinning into out of the eyeball thing. And, and, you know, as Eugene realizes that, that the person who smacked him upside the head of the book was Ariana. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it was just, I mean, that was a really well done scene also. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had the end of the episode, which had that really nice subtle nod that Lance wasn't 100% reformed, 100% reformed mm-hmm. because he gives almost all the treasure to charity, but like he's got to keep some of it because he's <laughs> Lance. And that like, that actually carries over i mean even to this day he still steals things that he likes Mm -hmm. and i find that delightful about him because it's like i didn't want lance to be a cookie cutter of eugene and he's absolutely Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. and that makes so happy that he's so completely different and that they like and Lance is so chill that he doesn't ever seem particularly annoyed with eugene but the fact that eugene gets so annoyed with him you have this definite brother vibe Mm -hmm. to them Yeah, like you've got the one brother who feels like he's got his head on straight. And so he gets so annoyed with the brother who clearly doesn't have his head on straight. Mm -hmm. And it's I just I absolutely love that. So for the longest, the best brothers, Mm -hmm. yes, they really are. And for so for the longest time, this episode just hung out as my absolute favorite episode. And it helped that we got our significant season two break right after this episode. Mm hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, right after this, we went, like, six weeks without a new episode. And so I just got to sit there for six weeks being like, la, la, that was my favorite episode and nothing <laughs> has changed. Okay. So, up next is In Like Flynn. And I find it very funny that, like, no more than three days before we got the t- title of this episode, I had just made this random post that was like, you know, Disney needs to make use of the phrase In Like Flynn. Because, <laughs> I mean, duh. And then, like, we got the title of the episode. I'm like, um, thank you, Disney, you know? <laughs> I bet somebody in the crew read that, and they were like, oh, my God. I just, like, people in the crew read that and laughed. They're, like, ran to each other. like, hey, look, hey, look, you see what Dex posted? Hey, look. <laughs> um, so this episode starts out adorably with Eugene attempting to give Frederick advice and doing one of my favorite little three-second Eugene things in the entire series is when he's, like, patting the table all happy. Mm-hmm. With his mouth full, with his mouth full of eggs, and <laughs> making, like, it's the happy slaps. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, this episode, at least to me, was a complete delight because 
it, I wasn't expecting it. Mm-hmm. Like, basically, there was almost nothing about this episode that I was expecting. Um, I mean, this was one of the ones that was that was in junior novelization. It, so I did read it before I saw the episode. But mm-hmm. um, it delivered so much harder than the books ever do. Like, honestly, that is one thing I'll say, is that no matter if I read a story in advance or not, the episode is always better than, than the book version implies it's going to be. Um, so... Like, Rapunzel and her pranks was, like, such a delightful little subplot. It was so cute to see her trying to get the hang of what pranking is, especially when at the very beginning she's like, oh, I don't get it. That sounds stupid. Why would anybody <laughs> That's dumb. And then, like, I never expected that they would throw Frederick into a comedic light at all. But yeah. Absolutely did while also making him completely unaware that he was the comic relief of the episode. Mm-hmm. You know, like he was the straight man being funny, and the actual funny thing was Eugene's reaction to how dumb he was being. <laughs> and yeah, that was completely delightful. This episode gave us our first hint that Eugene doesn't like snakes <laughs> because on the map that he has of Equus, he you know wrote about I hate snakes because there's a snake apparently that he encountered at some point. <laughs> Um, that's the backstory I want to know. <laughs> well, maybe like he got bitten or almost bitten. I mean, here's the thing: to have a guy in his twenties have a healthy respect for snakes is like unusual. So let him have his healthy respect for snakes. He's like, I hate um, snakes, and Pascal's just... like, same. <laughs> oh my god! I just had the dumbest idea. It's my, it's my tired. Waiting for the rest of season two, Dark Prince Eugene filled brain. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us. Um, What if, so, so, uh, Fitz's mom has been killed by the the rocks or the opal or whatever, Mm -hmm. and baby Eugene is lying on the side of the road and is then carried away by snakes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. And it was the same snake that killed Pascal's mom. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> wow, guys. Yeah. Oh, see, I'm we just, need the show. We're going crazy. See, p- people listening, the good people listening, this is currently what I'm going through <laughs> with this season two hiatus. It's it's like this all the time. I just get random, <laughs> stupid Dark Prince Eugene ideas because I'm so starved. <laughs> for anything <laughs> like the Disney's Hercules direction where it's like and then these Uh-oh. snakes came to attack him but like he managed to beat them off somehow despite being a baby <laughs> oh that would be amazing <laughs> I mean of course baby Eugene could do that he probably smoldered the snake to death oh or something like that. He, used, he used the strongest smolder of all the baby smolder oh my gosh <laughs> Charisma plus 50. Yes. Um, so this was our second episode where Eugene was completely done for the entire episode. Um, <laughs> which was utterly delightful because he did such things as screaming into his hat. or falling oh, that's my favorite part! Or falling <laughs> down the hall saying, I love Rapunzel, I love Rapunzel, I love, I love Rapunzel. To remind him <laughs> that he was putting up with Frederick because he loves Rapunzel. <laughs> He's like, Just I, like, I love my woman. Oh my god, her father is driving me insane. <laughs> Help! 
I mean, it's God. And like Eugene's like competence versus Frederick's incompetence. And it makes you think Frederick was probably competent once upon a time, but he's not a soldier anymore. And he's not a stealthy man anymore. Mm -hmm. He's just an old man who thinks he can somersault and he is wrong. (laughs) How about Eugene's face when he was picking the lock with the branch in his hair from when he had to hide the bush? Yes. So good. Oh, goodness. So Eugene being done was like the highlight of this episode. Or possibly the highlight of the episode was the biggest plot twist of the century. That the royal seal was a seal. (laughs) Like, who saw that coming? No one. That was amazing. Trevor Jr. is the best. I freaking adore that. He's my beautiful son, Trevor Jr. I love him. I love him, too. I'm so glad he got freed into the ocean. (laughs) Yes. Thank God. So, yeah, honestly, it's like, so this whole episode was like one surprise after another in its ridiculousness. Mm -hmm. You know, all culminating in Rapunzel managing to prank Cassandra in the guise of pranking pranking Frederick. And I just, that was, that was beautiful because she finally totally understood the point. My and favorite part of this episode was when um, Fred told Eugene that he's the one guy that he takes seriously. And I was like, oh, oh, gosh, yes. oh my God. I was going to freak that up. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was pretty epic and amazing. Uh, and he's like, wow. wow. And I'm like, oh. I have a dad now. And it's like, yes, you do. I was honestly expecting him to call him dad. I was, and it didn't happen, Uh-oh. and I was sad. I was like, oh, what if, he, what if it had slipped? I just what don't think we're at that point. <laughs> like, I don't think he's at that point where he can well, call him dad. I, think, I mean, parents are such a hard thing for Eugene. I think it and you can tell. Thing if he had been like, oh, thanks, dad. And you'd be like, eh, not dead yet. Pops. <laughs> 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 It's like Frederick calls him son, but Eugene's not allowed to call him dad. He's the king. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I feel that like was at that point emotionally. Absolutely amazing, and I really, really love that. And thank you for bringing that up because I was so I was so focused on the comedy that I briefly forgot about that very, very poignant sentimental moment. <sighs> Kills but me every time. I will say that one of the thoughts that I had after watching this episode, and somebody actually wrote a fanfic about this for me, which I thought was amazing, is that. Rapunzel has literally stayed all up all night pranking people. Literally. <laughs> Eugene has stayed up all night breaking into this castle to steal the royal seal. Literally. These two must be freaking exhausted by the end of the episode. Because they have been up since yesterday morning. They never sleep, so, though. <laughs> yeah. Half the episodes like, are at night. <laughs> hey, they never hey. sleep. Because sleep is for the week. I'm going to point out. I really want to point out that we have a short where they are sleeping. And True. in I mean, in we Castle see them sleeping. Eugene is sleeping. And in The Return of Strongwell, Rapunzel is sleeping. They do so sleep. We've okay, seen good. them sleep. I'm worried about uh, them. They sleep just... in the movie. Thank you very much. Yeah, sleep in the movie, for God's sakes. Yes. Listen. <laughs> You're absolutely right about that. <laughs> I just I just wanted to point out that they're sleeping in the movie because I'm like we're listed in the series, but you guys, <laughs> yeah, we saw them sleep in the very first thing we saw them in. I just want them to be healthy and happy. <laughs> to be healthy, you need sleep, okay? <laughs> and then Eugene needs to eat his freaking vegetables. Yeah, 
Yeah. Okay, so uh, ladies, we are now almost to the hour mark, so I think that that's a good place to cut off. Okay. Um, so we'll pick up with the return of Varian next episode. Is that what's next? Yep. Yeah. Great expectations. Yeah. Sounds and good. so that is going to sum us sum us up for this episode, ladies and gents. Um, next episode is going to be Great Expectations. So next podcast, we are going to have the return of Varian. Yay! Um, so uh, thanks for tuning in again, this guys. Um, hang in there with the hiatus. Feel free to tell us how absolutely bad it's driving you and the crazy things that you come up with because you're be- being driven insane by lack of new content. <laughs> um we're also always open for suggestions. Um, obviously, getting through all of season one is going to take a while, but um, apparently we have time. <laughs> so, so much time. So much time. Well, um, the time ever ends. Who knows? So hopefully next time we'll have good news for you, but I doubt it if only because by the time we watch the next or the time we record the next one um it's going to be in two weeks so we won't have january schedule yet so it's going to be a bit before we we know what to expect from january so hang in there guys thanks for listening and we'll see y'all next time bye bye, bye.